History repeats itself in large part because human nature changes with geological leisureliness. Will Durant Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and I hope all of you are doing well as we reach the midpoint of yet another week. Today's episode is a little different than our usual myth-busting segments, though it contains plenty of revisionism. Today, we're looking at some astonishing parallels between the response to the current COVID-19 pandemic, especially here in the United States, and the response to the outbreak it is most often compared to, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 and 1919. It seems, you may not be surprised to learn, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Let's take a closer look. the scale of the coronavirus pandemic started to become clear, the most common comparison has been to the so-called Spanish flu epidemic of 1918 to 1919 that infected one-fifth of the world's population and killed an estimated 50 million people worldwide. It's an apt comparison because though it has thankfully been far less severe than the Spanish flu and its impact, COVID-19 has thus far infected nearly 17 million and caused over 660,000 deaths. When it comes to how people and governments have responded, however, it resembles 1918 in an eerily similar way. Let's look at some of the similarities, many of which attempted to use misinformation to control the narrative and thus write history to their liking. First, we should begin with the popular names of the two viruses. The 1918 flu is universally referred to as the Spanish flu even though it most likely started in either Asia or in a military camp in Kansas. Even scientists can't agree to this day. So why is it the Spanish flu? Because in the waning days of World War II, with the outcome hanging in the balance, the combatants heavily censored news about the outbreak to avoid giving encouragement to the enemy or demoralizing their own troops and people. The German General von Ludendorff, for example, Seeing how the disease ravaged his frontline troops and delayed a planned major offensive, went so far as to say that because of the flu, the war was lost. News was censored in Britain, France, Germany, Austria, and Italy, and to a lesser degree in the United States, but not in Spain, which was neutral during the war. And because the Spanish press was the only one in Europe truthfully reporting on the flu, it became called the Spanish flu because people thought that, thought that was where it had begun. In 2020, there's no specific country name attached to COVID-19, but not for lack of trying on the part of some in the Trump administration and the media. The virus did in fact originate in China, and there have been numerous attempts to get the term Chinese virus, and even the more racially offensive Kung flu, to take hold in the reporting and history of the crisis. It hasn't seemed to take hold yet, and hopefully it won't as it serves no purpose in battling the disease. An even more striking parallel between 1918 and 2020 is not the country of origin, but the cause itself. 
1918, there were widespread rumors that the disease was actually a biological weapon run amok. And in a time when all combatants were using chemical warfare on each other, this didn't seem so far-fetched to many. In the U.S., there were many false claims that the drug maker Bayer, being a German company, was using its aspirin to infect its enemy, the United States. None of this was true, of course, and at least we've progressed in that area in the last 100 years. Oh wait, no we haven't. From reports that COVID-19 was developed as a weapon in a Chinese lab, to the claim that it's transmitted through 5G cell towers, to the mega-conspiracy theory that the disease was started just so that Bill Gates could implant microchips in everyone on Earth through a vaccine he would help develop, we actually look a lot crazier than our 1918 counterparts. And maybe we are. Also, in both epidemics, wild claims about supposed cures were sold, literally in most cases, to the public. In 1918, it was snake oil salesmen and the healing properties of Vicks VapoRub. Today, it's fake claims about hydroxychloroquine and essential oils. Number three, and for me, this one's the most interesting. There are some astounding parallels between the response of both Democratic President Woodrow Wilson in 1918 and Republican President Donald Trump in 2020. I had the political parties to show that no side can claim any long-term superiority in this area. Both men denied the disease even existed in its earliest stages, or minimized it as a common flu. Both pushed hard for life to return to normal after a too brief period of lockdowns. Both encouraged people to go to events and gatherings like parades and baseball games. The only difference thus far is that Wilson himself came down with a severe case, which apparently changed his thinking somewhat. And before you start feeling smug, it's not just the presidents, it's us. 1918 version and today. In 1918, there were protests against lockdowns and mandatory mask orders as being an attack on personal liberties, just like today. States and cities reopened then and now much too soon with disastrous results. Thousands dead in Philadelphia, for example, after a lockdown ending parade and massive spikes in Florida and Texas today after reopening too early. So what's the lesson here? It seems the only lesson is that we never learn our lesson. Hopefully, that won't always be the case, but we'll have to wait and see. In the meantime, wear a mask, social distance, and let's get back to normal sooner than later. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad free. Thanks again.